Jay, aka Brother So, coming to you with the third edition of the British Soap Podcast. Like Steve's nose onto some dirty cocaine, <laughs> let's jump this thing off with my girl, Crystal. Uh, How hi. you doing, girl? I'm fine. Hi, everyone. It's great to be back. <laughs> <laughs> now, baby. Last time, you said you could see it coming, and it's here. Grace wants Esther to be a surrogate for her baby. How does it feel to be psychic? (laughs) With this your body. (laughs) (laughs) The actual not going to predict this crap is so shameless. It's so this sad. This horrible, horrible storyline. <laughs> Nearly everybody on that show is becoming pregnant, so it's not surprised they had was to find a way to get get Esther pregnant too. <laughs> yeah, Steve gonna be co- uh, Steve gonna be pregnant with a crack baby next. <laughs> Lord have mercy, Jesus! I cannot with this foolishness. Oh goodness! <laughs> All right, and you know we gotta show love to my girl Lindsay. How you doing, baby girl? Uh, I'm doing good. If I sound kind of gravelly, it's because I'm ill. But, you know, such is life. (laughs) Uh, All right, baby. Well, (laughs) you asked on the Twitters if it was wrong that you were laughing at Finn Flipper Polanski. What happened to cause you to laugh at the kid John Paul told Steve couldn't have possibly raped him? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was it was just more of his you know reaction and how he was talking to everybody during the trial when it was his turn to go off after Robbie did his heartbreaking oh my god I want to give you a hug thing and then Finn went up and just started talking about his, all the nonsense that he was flying on the stand and all that crap that was just like no I'm done I'm laughing at you. I didn't even, I, I laughed when he was guilty, both of them. I laughed throughout almost that entire thing because it was ridiculous. And I just wanted to shoot that stupid lawyer with the annoying voice in the face. <laughs> you know, I expected to hate her when, you know, I, we talked last time and y'all were telling me how annoying she was. I wasn't mad at her at all, though. She was clocking everything that Hollyoke should have had play out over nine months. It's not. She was just calling it out in a week. It wasn't her. It wasn't her way of getting around it. It was her voice. Voice, yes. Yeah. She can do whatever the hell she wants in the nine-month period. I don't give a damn. But that woman's voice was ridiculous. I wasn't bothered. I was more bothered by that woman that was talking about Vincent's sexuality. <laughs> that, that one got on my nerves. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mind this chick. I was. I was okay with it. Um, I think I felt kind of good because I knew that you know at the end of the day Finn was found guilty. Like I already knew when I was watching, so I was like I was not tripping on that um, at all. Uh, Crystal, how did you feel about you know? Uh, Finn and his reactions on the goddamn stand. It was, watch, uh, that child was such a kangaroo court mess that, <laughs> that I didn't care. I'm glad he was found guilty and all, but it was just a joke child as far as I can soon. So I could care less about Finn the Flipper. <laughs> I'm glad he's gone. It's <laughs> done. 
I think what made me laugh the most, though, was when Diane was on the stand, and he was just sitting there crying. And usually yes. when guys laugh, or when guys are crying, I have the tendency to cry, too. But because Diane finally got off her high horse and did the right thing, and he just started crying, I'm like, yes, and just started laughing. <laughs> this is the thing that got me. Now... Every time John Paul's case seemed like it took a, a hit, like a negative hit, like it was going in a, a bad direction and a good direction for Finn, this fool is up there smirking okay, yes. <laughs> like the Joker on the stand. So at some point I thought to myself, now, this must be a bench trial where it's just the judge and the lawyers there. Because if a jury was in the room, nah, I know his attorney would advise him to keep a straight face. Because everybody knows just from goddamn watching TV, if you're looking fucked up and guilty, the jury is going to convict your ass. So then I see Hollyoaks pans out in a scene, and there's a motherfucking jury there. And I'm like, how stupid is this motherfucker? He is in a room with a jury, every time he gets away with something or seems to, he does an evil smirk, of course his ass was going to get sent to a goddamn jail. He had guilty all over his fucking face. Oh, and it was so, every single episode, he was just smirk, 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 smirk. I'm like, yeah, stupid. <laughs> I was over that fool, just over his ass. Oh, my goodness. Well... We know that, you know, Hollyoaks has just ended its quote-unquote truthful male rape storyline. But EastEnders has now started their sexual assault mm -hmm. story with Linda being raped by Dean. So I wanted to ask you guys, you know, just based on what you've seen thus far, what are the biggest differences that you're noticing in the way both stories have played out? Well, first of all, they have shown why Linda hasn't reported. They didn't show, she hasn't reported. That is basically it. They didn't have her go and report it, but halfway don't report it. So that is way more truthful than anything that JP did in the beginning of that storyline. Uh, what, what have you noticed, Linz? I actually liked her reaction a bit better because I think this whole thing thus far has been pretty damn good and when I first saw the Hollyoaks one I was just like no like like what, what as I say with Dean as you say you're not totally sure whether Dean actually knows what he did or he is yeah. trying to convince himself that he didn't do what he did so thereby hope and that because Linda is not speaking, that was consensual. I mean, from the, the scene, he actually saw, you know, it was not consensual. But if he in his aftermath is like thinking, okay, she's not talking, so maybe she doesn't have a problem. It's, it, it's weird, but intriguing at the same time. I, as you said, I don't like these storylines, but at least they are playing it interesting instead of, instead of like yeah. the smoky Finn villain. I with it. Because I kind of liked the fact that I, I didn't like it, per se, but, you know, he was really drunk, and Linda basically said I, that, you know, she loved him, and 
you know. So it's just like you he in his drunk, confuddled mind was like, Yes, everybody hates me, everybody's leaving me, Linda won't. So it's just like I I don't know. I think it was just his drunkness clouding his judgment and at the same time, hey, she won't leave me because Every all the Carters should stick with each other and nonsense. So, yeah, I think you were right. Yeah, I noticed that too. Just on the day of the attack, I was um, a little surprised by the way they had Dean uh, leaving her and saying thank you and walking away on that first day, like. He didn't know what he was doing. But for me, when I saw that second day and noticed the way that he was looking and started noticing the little things that he was doing, how he was asking about Linda and tripping whenever Mick went, went over there to him, I was just like, this motherfucker knows exactly what he's doing and he what he did and he's trying to play it like he doesn't know he was raped. And then I went online to, uh, I think it's What's On TV's website, uh, and they did a, uh, a little post, a recap post, where they were like, uh, Dean made something up to cover his tracks. And I'm like, uh-huh, I knew that motherfucker knew what he was doing. So now he knows. He being slick right now. He trying to play like he don't know. He knows exactly what he did. And I feel like it's going to come up. And so at first, I was kind of like, you know, when I thought that he might not really know, I was like, Mm, okay, maybe I can see some sort of redemption. But on day two, I'm like, ah, uh-uh, this bitch knows. He knows exactly what the fuck he's getting. He's playing games right now. So, yeah, I, uh, I can't with him, you know. But there's something about the way EastEnders has plotted this entire storyline that is so completely different than how Hollyoaks has done it, that emotionally, you know, I'm just more connected to it. And I, I haven't walked away feeling like Linda is stupid. You know, at this point in John Paul's uh, ordeal, I was cussing him out in my head, calling him stupid for not completing the rape exam, not understanding the motivations why he would even cover for a kid who he really has no connections to and didn't like and bullied him for being gay. But with Linda, it's completely different. You know, you can understand the familial connections. You can think back on her hiding the fact that he, you know, grabbed her ass, squeezed her too tight. Like, you can see all the the emotional things going on. And she said things like, you know, she doesn't want to hurt her family. She doesn't want Mick to go crazy and beat his ass. Like, it makes a lot more sense, you know, and I feel like it's a lot Mm -hmm. more impactful than the way that um that Hollyoaks played it. So and I'm very surprised. I I didn't expect this from EastEnders. I was really coming ready to hate everything. But you know, I think those three months this team spends on one script versus the three weeks that it could take from Hollyoaks to get from a draft to a full script, mm-hmm. I think that makes a huge difference mm-hmm. in the way this type of story plays out on screen. So, whew, nah, EastEnders is doing it up. <laughs> sorry, Hollyoaks. Sorry, best soap, Hollyoaks. I'm sorry. EastEnders all day, every day. <laughs> Shit. <laughs>
things off with Emmerdale the 13th. Let's kick it over to you, Lindsay's. Let's start with those what the hells. What did Emmerdale do over the past couple weeks to make you say, what the hell? The miraculous Jim and Juliet baby thing. <laughs> I can't even. I, I, I. <laughs> and, and Nicola's reaction, Nicola's reaction was probably the best part of the entire thing. This entire storyline was stupid. Why would you just go give? Sper- uh, well, I understand why you would give sperm to a bank, but you don't check into that kind of stuff first. Then this woman miraculously pops out out of nowhere and says, oh, guess what? I'm pregnant. Nine months with your baby. Here you go. We're having <laughs> out of picture. Have this. Sign these damn papers. I'll be gone in three seconds. No. <laughs> I just, you know, I just couldn't with that. I was... Yeah, you know, I know how Nicola is, but I was just kind of surprised that she was so angry at Jimmy because he was having a child he didn't expect to have. He didn't go impregnate that woman. The clinic made a mistake. So, and she, I remember when that vasectomy storyline was going on, she did bully his ass into having that goddamn vasectomy. So when she was going all flip mode squad because this woman comes up just to get him to terminate his parental rights, I was like, now Nicola, you need to calm the fuck down. Because see, if you hadn't bullied him into having that goddamn vasectomy, he wouldn't have had that sperm saved up for the clinic to mix up and get some heifer pregnant that y'all didn't even know. So I was like, Nicola, girl, you need to bring it down. <laughs> I couldn't with it. Uh, how were you reacting to Miss Nicola and Mr. Jimmy and Miraculous Mommy? <laughs> well, that was my, one of my what the hells with <laughs> this woman showing up out of nowhere. But I mean, I, normally Nicola does get on my nerves a little. <laughs> But I did, yeah. I did think her overreaction. I did kind of understand her reaction because you know, Jim, mm. I especially when like Jimmy was like, "Well, you never know, you might die." <laughs> <laughs> that was. Funny. I, I think that was my favorite. Part. <laughs> the best part of that is. Yeah. <laughs> that was. It did have some comedy moments, but the the whole plot was a yeah. little weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that was the most comic part of the thing, like the funny bits that I kind of laughed at because of like the stupid things like the ketchup and (laughs) that kind of thing where they just sat there. Can you pass the ketchup? No, I'll do it. (laughs) And and little silly things like that. And then (laughs) Nicola gave birth to the baby. Yeah, the floor, or delivered the baby on the floor like Ian did with Cindy's baby, and I was just like, "Really? Are we really doing this again?" <laughs> Who was that? I think one of them kids asked Bernice what that big old stain was on the rug, and Bernice was like, "Yet yeah, I wanna know." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. I like the lady that plays the uh, the mom, though. I thought she was good. I feel like uh, Emmerdale does a good job hiring like extras. Like I don't know if she's supposed to be a long term person or just a little bit, but I kind of liked her. She was cool. Yeah, I don't <laughs> she will be trouble. <laughs> oh, 
just trying to make it hard, Jimmy, connect a little too much. You know what? I'm trusting your instincts, girl, because your ass neck was a little too calm last time. I'm trusting them instincts, Crystal. Oh, Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Uh, what you got for your other what the hell, Miss Lynn's? The not wedding. <laughs> yep. I mean, I mean, the the entire lead up to it was ridiculous. I'm so stressed out. I'm getting ill. Blah blah blah. We'll just sit and talk it out in the bathroom, lock myself in the bathroom and talk about it. And I'm all pretty and dressed up and all cute and everything. And then it doesn't happen because Rakesh doesn't because Rakesh doesn't want to make her sick. And then they make out at the end. I just can't with this wedding nonsense. Oh, it was just so silly because when it went from, well, Priya initially wanted a arranged marriage so that she could get married. Then after she was vexed that she didn't know the man. Then after when the man said she loved him, she vexed that she said he loved him because she needed to, she thought he would have fallen in love over the time. Um, Priya was just doing my head in. I couldn't stand it. I'm sorry. <laughs> then when they decided to not do it, it was like, oh, we're going to have sex. When she wanted to have sex before, it was uh, just dumb. <laughs> I, I, I just I just don't get them. <laughs> you know, I didn't understand Priya's rationalizations. Like, I was I was just very confused. So I, if, if Emmerdale was trying to give us a sense of a woman confused about whether or not she wanted to get married. I think they did a good <laughs> job with that. Because I was like, what's happening? But um, I liked a couple of beats of the story. Um, I like that um, Rakesh figured out that he was in love with her. And I thought that that was sweet. But then I was confused by his love not reassuring her and making her question everything when yeah, it was exactly. what she wanted. Yeah, I was like, baby, why are you tripping, boo? But then at the same time, I I actually kind of felt for her. And this is one of the few times that I felt for Priya because Jay, who I will get to in a minute, um, yeah. he was being so vile to everyone and he was being so rude and disrespectful to her about you know when she was just trying to come to him and talk concerns about her marriage that she started with her eating disorder she had another flare-up and i i felt for that you know and i remember when that eating disorder story started jay was the one individual who seemed initially uh, the most uh, protective of and supportive of getting his sister help. So that he was so full of himself and into himself and his own bullshit that he couldn't see that he put that girl back in that same goddamn situation instead of dropping his asshole guard for a minute and just being a brother to her and listening to her, which she later tells Rakesh, you know, People don't usually listen to me, and here you are sitting here listening to me. Like I was just, I was what the helling at that, you know? But yeah, she was, I was just so confused for her, you know? So I think I'm happy that she will be with a man who 
will listen to her and who mm-hmm. she can love. Because, you know, I, 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 like, I think I've said this before, I really didn't like Priya for the most of the time. I only liked her when I think she was getting close to Gemma back before she died. But this little bit, you know, she's just trying to figure out love. I, I like it. I just feel like there was something that got lost in the script when, when I think they were trying to figure out how to make this Spinelli Maxi non-wedding shit happen. <laughs> I think there was just something a little lost in translation about how that played out on screen. So, yeah, baby, I completely understand, Lindsay. Yo, what the hell on that? Completely, because I was there like, Huh? <laughs> Shit. Oh, goodness. All right, Miss Crystal, go ahead on and take it from there, baby. What did Emmerdale do to make you say, what the hell? Well, Linz and I basically had the same <laughs> what the hell this week. <laughs> both <laughs> with the good. Nicola, Jim and Juliet story and the prayer marching. Those were my both what the hell. But uh, just to add, uh, that, that's it. The only one I can say extra that I might get into is... Even though I understand it, but you know, Lisa Dingle, teething money, and stressing herself over Sam's death. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Trying, I mean, she did put it back, but I was like, uh, I mean, I know she's a Dingle anyway, <laughs> but still, I was like, what the hell? I know the whole thing is Sam can't take it. Sam should be able to take care of his own responsibilities, and Lisa shouldn't be going off on this just for Sam <laughs> and stressing herself out. <laughs> So yeah. that's my only extra what the hell. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think, you know, and I'm not sure if, because I haven't been watching Emmerdale long enough to know how he is has been written the entire time, but I'm not sure if Emmerdale has written Sam to be like, you know, an individual with uh, special needs or, you know, mental deficiencies who might need the extra support of his parents, you know, um, but, was, you know, we all watched, that too. right, because, mm-hmm. you know, we all watched how that heifer Tracy was so easily, you know, or was able to kind of manipulate him into getting in that trouble, so I can kind of see her as a mom, you know, maybe feeling like she hadn't protected her child, you know, because we already have Bell's dumbass in prison for accidentally killing a sister, okay? So I could see her just wanting to, you know, knowing everything Tracy put him through, why he had put himself in that position, her just trying to do what a mama had to do to protect her baby. So I was okay with it, you know, but I was sad for it at the same time. I was like, look at Lisa. We had already lost Shadrach. Okay. We had already lost the brother. Who, what was the, the guy who used to always hang with Betty, who passed in real life? Um, I can't remember his yeah. name. Yeah. They, they, had, they had the funeral for him a little while ago. We had already yeah. lost him. I'm like, we just lost Robbie. I'm like, look here. I'll no more of my Emmerdale characters right about now. Have I need you to get it together. <laughs> you know? So, uh, yes. But I'm going to tell you, I was again, I was pissed at Jay. And I'm yep. just going to go ahead on and segue straight into my what the hell. Jay's bitch ass, the cheat, okay? <laughs> Having the nerve to open up his mouth to Lisa and say to her, I need people around me that I can trust. <laughs> Lisa, <the> cheater. <laughs> he 
has been cheating on his girlfriend for months. He is one of the most untrustworthy bastards on the soap planet, including Ian Bill. I don't know oh. what's going on. <laughs> okay. And he has been walking around that goddamn village acting like some paragon of virtue. But he's fucking his wife's I mean, girlfriend's business partner. Jay Sharma and Bill and Tony Hutchinson I take all the motherfuckers and push them off a cliff yes. all of them just walk around with this air of righteous indignation when people do things that are upsetting to them but they seem to fail to reflect on the fact that they are shitty in their own lives, you know? I think Emmerdale has some characters on the scene that say things like, you know, well, I can't judge, you know, other people based on what's going on in my life. Maybe Charity said something like that. It seems like I, I heard somebody say something like that. Queen but not Charity. Was it Charity, baby? Um, I think so. Queen Charity, of course. <laughs> Queen Charity. <laughs> yeah, mercy. But, oh, God, they infuriated me. When that motherfucker took his trifling ass to Lisa's house, banging on her dough like she, like he the motherfucking popos, and she is in there trying to spend time with her daughter just to fire her ass. And mm. then when he realized that she had a heart attack, he was pretty much shrugging like Doug Carter. I was like, fuck you. I'm like, I need Declan to come back and flare your ass to death. I see Anna to drive to Emmerdale, hitch your ass with a car, and make you dead. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I cannot. I can. Well, every time he comes on the screen, I want to cut his throat. I can't with Jay. I cannot. I cannot. Not, 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 not. <laughs> Shit. And I'm just like, how stupid are you? Can you not even figure out that this is the universe punishing you? for your shitty behavior, of course somebody's going to try to steal from you. Of course your sister is going to be messing around with a dude who you don't like. Of course your sister is going to start having an eating disorder because of your behavior, and Lisa's going to almost have a heart attack because of your behavior. This is karma. You have been getting away with all this shit, but all around you, everything else is shit, and you don't put two and two together that your negative attitudes is attracting all this bullshit around you i, I can't i can't with him okay <laughs> okay how y'all feeling about that trifling motherfucker <laughs> he's the reason i like rakesh <laughs> agreed <laughs> That's so true because at first I was like trying to give JD benefit any doubt and saying, okay, maybe something wrong with Rakesh. But then after I was like, maybe it's Jay. <laughs> maybe something wrong with Jay. <laughs> because I actually thought Jay might actually be looking out for Priya, but I'm not sure sure anymore. Yeah, at the beginning, I was firmly on Jay's side. And just like, you know, I told y'all before, you know, uh, Stee and Shan no, Sinead had me on her side on Hollyoaks. For Jay on Emmerdale to have me on his side, that's a Sinead level moment with me, okay? Because I can't stand his ass, okay? So when Rakesh first came on the scene as this dude who had messed up Jay's business and Jay was trying to warn his sister away, I was like, oh, well, yeah, don't, don't, what are you doing? Side with your brother. But no, the way he's been acting, uh-uh, I can't, mm -mm, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck the motherfucker that's got my name. I can't with him. <laughs> Shit. Okay. And um, I was what the helling at the fact that Emmerdale 
brought together Pete and Layla, although the show obviously assumed that it would be a shame to bring them together. And how do we know this? Because when they got together, I think at Layla's flat, uh, they had a nice conversation about the fact that they liked other people and they had a friendly moment where they agreed to just stay friends. And there was no Layla snatching her head away from Pete when he tried to give her a kiss. There was no one night stand and then uh, Pete went to ask Layla out on a date the next day and she was like, you're not my wife. (laughs) I was watching this thing. Why is it that Pete and Layla can be brought together and separated in a friendly manner, but Aaron and Finn mm-hmm. have to have a shit fucked up situation? <laughs> Not happening at all. But the show proved with Pete and Layla, they could have easily done the same thing between Aaron and Finn. Because we've barely the two speak a word to you know about anything since you know Adam went to jail and they had that awkward ass one night stand I mean and then Emmerdale got the nerve to have our cute little Finn sick holding a cute little dinosaur and it just got them fake looking like Asshole. I do not understand this. This is infuriating to me. This is such a wasted opportunity with two quality actors, and they fucked it up for no goddamn reason. I am not over it. I, it's, I, ah, ah, I can't. What the fucking hell? Until Emmerdale makes Aaron and Finn friendly in some kind of way and makes Aaron apologize for his shitty behavior, Emmerdale is on my shit list. I can't with it. <laughs> well, I just wish they would have Finn not give a damn about how he look in front of Aaron. Playing like, I don't care. I could walk around with my my pet, my teddy frog if I want to. <laughs> you are nothing to me. <laughs> but try to be all cute. <laughs> Poor <Yes>. man. Yeah. <laughs> trying he to be like, still. yeah, like, like, you know, he's still carrying a little torture, Aaron. No, no. <laughs> Yes, he is still being written as George Smith. Still. You're right. Think think about it. If he had had his fucking little dragon and been proud to have his dragon and said some smart ass shit to Emmerdale, because we know Emmerdale. Emmerdale could write snark. Yes. You know, he could have been like, oh, look, it's Aaron. Well, you know what, bitch? I found my type and just walked out the room. You know what I'm saying? Yes, that would have been so much better. But no. Grab his teddy and go. Baby, I need him to be snarky, or I need him to hook up with Kieran and have a fine ass man on his arms or something. Because I can't, you know. Uh, I'm over it. I'm over <laughs> he it. Might be closer to his age range. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> oh, no. Y'all saw that shit. This motherfucker supposedly 24 and shit, y'all. Yeah, I still don't believe it. Yep. <laughs> Okay, let's go on the scenes of the week, baby. What you got for your uh, your favorite scenes for the week? The aftermath of the uh, when uh, Debbie saw Leela and Pete at their cafe, and then Finn told Pete the 
they were, or that Layla went off on, it was just all kinds of pandemonium, and it's just like, oh, let's just bring Pete and Debbie back together. I was just so happy that Debbie finally gets the one person she loved since the serial killer back. <laughs> Like, I like the fact that Layla went to Debbie and told her that um, nothing had happened between her and Pete to try to get her to give Pete another chance. I thought that was nice. And, um, yeah, I, I just I thought that they played it out really well. And I was and just Finn, and then Finn told Pete practically the same thing. And it was just like, just bring them back together. You know, damn well that they're meant to be. Since Ross isn't there to bitch at her anymore, it's just like, hey, <laughs> they just, they're just cute, and Sarah likes him, and yeah, her kids like him, and they just kind of fit, and it makes me happy that she found somebody since Cameron, I believe his name was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that, my brain's been kind of fuzzy, so... <laughs> Well, I think Gilly Pete deserves her because he put up with a lot of shit to get back with that woman. Uh, what's your other one, boo? Charity's face when Megan flat out said, oh, he might be alive then. <laughs> there was that episode when the cops came and said, we're going to stop searching, or basically stop searching the lake for him. <laughs> <laughs> Declan blew her whole spot up, baby. <laughs> that was the best. And I absolutely love Charity reaction. This is why she's a queen. I tell you, a queen. You know what? I'm with you on that one, baby. Charity, while I'm playing, she was like, yeah, that's right, I did it. So what? I'm the Antichrist. What? <laughs> Now, baby, you are our resident psychic, so you have to tell me, did you see this coming at no, all? Well, I mean, not, not that, not like this. <laughs> did not see this at all, and I'm glad I didn't, because didn't, because this was the best. Old girl is on the phone, I believe, and then he, <laughs> right behind her, <laughs> on that Thursday, on the Thursday episode or whatever, and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, 
to it. Hold on, but she sees something. I turn around and then Declan told me, like, Declan, my brother, I'm still kidding. Yes. I'm like, everything was good there. Then I'm like, do do you trust me, Declan? Pull out God. (laughs) Karen had a room. Cortez saying all, basically, um, then realize he texts all the dingles and um, charity family and Jay and them come over saying all this stuff, having evidence, bringing in Dan and them okay. to do the <laughs> And baby, I- let me tell you, I was mad at Emberdale for a hot minute. I was really mad because Declan was doing everything so slick. He had set that wreath in there that had charity tripping. He had snuck up in that house right behind her. He had gotten Megan, texted Megan to let her know he was right there. And I felt like she had the perfect reaction when he was apologizing for killing Robbie. And then she was like, that wasn't your fault. It was charity. So I was like, that's right, girl. You tell him. Have <laughs> what? None of his fault. <laughs> yeah, was th- and then I was thinking at the same time, and Robbie didn't need to be killed the way this shit played out. He could still be alive today. This is ridiculous, Emmerdale. But I, it was so good. And so when he pulled out, he said, trust me. And then he pulled out the gun and had took Megan into the house. Now, I was a little confused because I, 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 I heard the cars and shit coming up. So I'm like, why is he about to pull a big bob right now? Like I was, I was so furious because I'm like, this is stupid. I'm like, why is he telling all the truth about what happened when there is no need for this? Nobody has caught him. He could have killed her. And you know, I love that scene where she had drank that poison and she was laid out on the ground. You know, I was, <laughs> I was like, has he killed already? Is Sharpie going to die? Okay, I thought he was dead. <laughs> Yes, me too. And so I was like, okay, why is he saying all this shit? I'm like, this is the kind of shit that happens just before somebody gets killed or murdered or whatever. I'm like, what is this that's happening, right? This is so stupid. But then you see he's he's telling all the business. You know, he's breaking it all down, putting it out there, what Charity did and everything. And I was furious with him at this point. But then he goes outside. He's with Megan. And he's like, listen, I told you I wouldn't hurt you. And then he shoots the gun. So you see it's a fake. I was like, okay, all right. I'm still mad at you for beating your sister, but you're getting back in my good graces right now, Declan. And then he's like giving her her love. And then he takes off. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, oh, if, and I'm still mad. I'm kind of like, where are you going? This is a small ass village and you just throwing some stuff down. Ain't no way you're going to get away. But then he speeds away in the car, baby. I said, all right, Silence Blissett. <laughs> Everdale saying this fool ain't getting got, baby. <laughs> it was excellent. Okay. And then they get to Charity's house, girl. All of them go, go buy Charity's. What you thought, boo? Oh, I love the title. You know, Charity's still in denial. Don't, nobody's blaming her. Sam ready to kick off. She head. Where's Rachel? <laughs> and. Well, you know, because I am partial to charity, <laughs> and Debbie's like, Mom, it's over. We're not having it. Um, we're done. You know, so she starts saying it all, and I just love the, I just love the whole ambiance. <laughs> it, it was excellent. It, I, I loved it. I love that she stayed in villain mode. It's like, you know yes. what? It's like. Are you all surprised? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are 
She funny. She like y'all know me. Y'all know how I roll. <laughs> and she's like, and Sam, I did you a favor. You ain't need that woman in your life, no way. <laughs> no apology. And I love that. How many times have we said that? That's what we want to see our villains do. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Because it's real. You know it's real emotions that drove what she did. Yes, it's shitty, but see, uh, the village usually crumple up or are whiny and crying, you know. Like, I'm thinking, who was that? So it was, uh, I remember Sinead on Hollyoaks when she had uh, Lindsay and everybody was about to send them off that cliff uh, or into the water. I think she had uh, Freddie and Lindsay in the front seat. She was in the back seat, and you remember she was trying to get them to admit their affair. Wasn't that what had happened? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I wish Lindsay would have been like, yeah, I had sex with a man, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's what Charity did. She's like, yeah, I did it, so I don't need y'all. I can be fine on my own. And even though, you know, part of her is lying, but that's what villains do. They lie, and she was like, oh, you're a dingle code. And, you know, you know, dad, that, uncle, dad, that went to the woman you almost tried to kill. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. <laughs> And I also love when she mentioned Jay and Jay's coming out and Jay said, I'm going to take you down. And she's like, bring it on, baby daddy. I like the whole, I will not scream defeat, even call and kill on his own. They're like, oh, what are you going to do? Hit me now? Oh, you don't hit women anymore. <laughs> Okay, was just that quiet, you know. And I like the way he played it. Cause yeah. I had a, friend, she was gonna break down for Kane, cause yeah. that's that that's yeah. a man, that's an ex man, you know. But sister was tougher than a motherfucker. She she was herself, and she was not backing out. She gave no fucks, <laughs> you know. And it's gonna be interesting how it plays out, cause what she for for the time being, she is still the head of home mm-hmm. farm. So this could go one of two ways: either Charity is gonna be wrecking shop on all them fools, or Megan is gonna get that money and she gonna be running home for him. So I don't. I kind of have a feeling Megan's on her way out the door. <laughs> what you think? Her her brother gone. Her son is gone. And and Jay is cheating on yeah. her. Ain't no, no reason for her to stay around. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I really don't know what direction they're going with that character. I I, I have a feeling Charity might have a harder fall to come. You know the whole non-apology thing. You know, so cannot resist. Have to make her beg her way back up. But I kind of what. Honestly, Charlie crawl her way back up again. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> she's got a she's got a lot of lessons to learn. Yes. Like she's got lessons to learn in a, in the same way that you know I feel like with Debbie. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you were giving love to Debbie earlier. Debbie acted a natural fool. I don't know if you were watching back when she was drug yeah, running. Yeah, were you watching yeah, back then? Okay. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> drug running. You know, putting her family in jeopardy because of crazy drug dealers. Then she messed with a damn serial yeah, killer. <laughs> Okay, then gonna go crazy and try to kill her own damn auntie over said serial killer. And it's kind of protecting the serial killer, protecting the the secret of who he killed. He killed Jenny and shit. And now she's got Pete, and she's blaming Pete for foolishness that he didn't have anything to do with until you finally get them coming together and it being a cool thing. I wouldn't mind seeing the same thing with Charity. And for Charity, when I started, she was with Kane, and I think Kane had did something to where... She was kidnapped with Noah. Yeah. And so he had to come back from that. 
And she's been a little messy for a while, but she has never been this completely messy. And I think it's going to be excellent to see how her family, who she pretty much destroyed with this foolishness, wants nothing to do with her forever. You know, I think it's going to be excellent to see how she deals with that. Because it's going to be a trip. Her punishment is just beginning. Yes, and I can't exactly, wait to see how it goes. You know Jay is going to go after her. So yeah, I can't wait for more back and out between both of them. Yes, Sam with the racial thing. That's not going to lay low for anytime soon. <laughs> because Sam mm-hmm. can go crazy when he wants to. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's really interesting to see how they're going to deal with this. Charity have a lot coming at her. <laughs> Yes. You know what? I wouldn't be mad at, though if she gets over on Jay. Like I said, I need him dead. So. <laughs> you know, and I loved how she blamed this on him because it was his damn fault. If he wouldn't have cheated with that woman, she wouldn't have lost her damn mind. She loved that damn man. And then he up here messing with Rachel, who and I, and I thought they would be cool for a minute. But Jay's whole problem is he never appreciates what he damn has. Never. He is always cheating on somebody. So I'm like, he doesn't deserve anything. So I'm like, all right, Charity, you can get him <laughs> back for his foolishness. But then, yeah, you're going to need to, it's going to need to be a long, slow road to redemption for, for that. But yeah, I'm with you. I was even siding with your queen, Charity. I'm like, all right, girl, you keep it strong. You keep it gangster. <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's green. That's why, that's why I love those types of villains when they could get like that. <laughs> yes. Agreed wholeheartedly, baby. She did that. <laughs> she did it. When I heard that I am the Antichrist, I was like, Go Charlie, tell them <laughs> This is so awesome. I wasn't expecting her to say that at all. Because you know you expect the as you say the usual, I'm grand, it's not my fault. Uh, uh, your way out of it. <laughs> yep. So it's like, Yep, I am the Antichrist. What? <laughs> what about it? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, okay, I did like since we didn't talk um, Edna and Lauren scene, and that was from last week's. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. When they met, that was just brilliant. You know, their whole conversation. I I absolutely loved it, and I'm in love with Lawrence. I'm sorry. <laughs> From the moment I'm seeing, yes, he just, he's so suave, talk, I'm so glad that he might be back. (laughs) I loved his and Edna seeing that just wonderful conversation, good confrontation. I mean, every scene with him was great, from Sandy and Aaron and them being in the (laughs) office. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was just... I guess, you know, Sandy was like, you know, all these things, Sandy, you know, Sandy dropping knowledge and wisdom on everybody, like, you know, yes. forgive, you know, forget, we too old for this, time to, yes. you know. Yeah, we're too old for this yeah, yeah, some really great scenes. Oh yeah, and yes. then that tiny, tiny little moment, you know, when, you know, when Edna was realizing everything, even, even. And they stood Sandy hand for a minute, like, hey, the possibility. I was like, yeah, get it on, girl. You waited too long. Now, how cool was that? <laughs> Lawrence helped the reader, the viewers to understand she's a virgin. Yes. I was like, oh, it was so sweet. Now, I'm going to be honest, y'all. I don't want her nowhere near no goddamn Sandy. I'm sorry. He's funny and everything. But if the diva is going to be with a man for the first time, it needs to be somebody other than Sandy. I can't. Uh-uh. 
he worries me. I mean, he <laughs> let his son crazy. beat his ass. I mean, <laughs> come on. He's a little crazy, but yeah, baby, he be doing too much drinking. He didn't let his son get away with beating his ass. Uh, uh-uh. I need, I need Edna with a man that's gonna stand up for her and be that rock. She don't need to be with no drunk for her first time. I'm sorry. <laughs> No. I'm not there yet. <laughs> what did you think about that storyline, Miss Lynn? Oh, I loved it. I thought that entire thing was great from beginning to end. It was... I, I loved the conversation that I had at the church and everything. I just thought that, like she said, he was a pretty suave dude. I kind, I kind of wanted to give him a hug and say, good on you, mate. <laughs> Go talk to her right and proper and whatnot. He was was a pretty cool character to bring into the fold, I think. But it it was nice. It was interesting that he talked about how he had gotten on with his life and had a uh, wife and kids, and I was like, oh, okay then. Uh, and, you know, just kind of helped her to see how much of her own life she was wasting on a trifling man. I think she had, he had said something to the effect, the effect of, you know, the main thing that the both of us have in common is that we both wasted all this time worrying about a trifling-ass man. And I was like, all right, yeah, move on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that bullshit. I thought it was I thought it was really good. And I also loved it how when he saw Aaron's little bitch ass, he just walked past him and didn't say shit. I was like, that's right. Don't you acknowledge that trifling motherfucker and why don't you go find Finn and tell him to start doing the same shit. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> little bastard. <laughs> all right. All right. And that, that was all your scenes of the week, right, Crystal, baby? Sure. Well, but, cool. Okay, if I was just giving them an extra one. <laughs> I would um I would say I did like the fact that they did acknowledge um, Priya anorexia. That was kind of good continuity in there, so I did like that. Yes, that was that was really good. I like that as well. My first scene of the week also involves Priya. Um, I just really like the uh, that pre-wedding uh, advice that um, that uh, I put down. Layla, but it was Alicia. It's Alicia. That, that's Alicia, yeah. Yes. And I thought it was nice because, you know, those two arrivals for David for so long, it was so nice to see her take that time to assure her. And you kind of see, I like it when shows have women who were um, kind of, you know, at each other, you know, fighting with each other for a while, actually work and be friends, you know. And I thought that was really mature and growing up for them to have that moment where Alicia was kind of letting Priya know, hey, it's going to be okay. You know, and I thought I just thought, ah, we need that because, you know, it's always women are always catty bitches. Like that's like the main way a lot of shows like to write them. So when you Mm -hmm. see those friendships, I just I love it. I was just like, oh, this is so sweet. (laughs) I thought it was excellent. But my number one scene of the goddamn week was Rakesh schooling Jay's ass on employment law before telling him not to take his bullshit attitude out on others. He heard the way that motherfucker was treating uh, Lisa, and he was like, no, sir, I will sue your bitch ass. And I loved it. Yes. And he stopped Zach outside, and he's like, you know what, sir? I think we got a case here. And them two shook hands. I'm like, that's right. You help this family. Because Jay, I've ranted about Jay already. He has been getting away with too goddamn much. So anything that has someone getting Jay back for all the bullshit and drama that he's caused, 
I'm here for it. So I loved it. Rakesh, he he kicked goddamn ass, and I loved it. I'm glad he's on the show, and I want him to keep on keeping on after Jay's ass. <laughs> yeah. where we're gonna switch it up and take it into Holly to the Oakville uh, we're gonna start with Miss Lindsay break off what Holly Oaks did over the past couple weeks to make you say what's the hell the siege <laughs> <laughs> who the hell thinks that a little short funny Indian man could take a hospital full of people. Shoot Freddy. <laughs> Freddy almost dies and he still has the intense stare, you know, hair. <laughs> Esther being told she's going to be a surrogate while she's having anaphylactic shock. <laughs> Ziggy and Tegan are stuck in an elevator. <laughs> They end up having sex in the elevator. We have Cameron's trying to be the big man. And you have Kim, who I really like, Lindsay's little or little sister, who is being all, you know, awesome and whatnot. I kinda like her, but you know, such is life. And and Dennis's daddy is pretty awesome too. And that little shithead of a doctor tries to run out, which gets Freddy shot in the first place. I can't with this show. That entire storyline was pure shit. It was just so, so silly. A siege with the least tension <laughs> that you'll ever, ever, ever watch. <laughs> you had Big Bob, don't call me. Nobody calls me Robert. <laughs> Gupta, they are holding a gun. And nobody is scared. <laughs> it's like, you have a gun, what you going to do? As I say, I like I like him. Um, which Kim, um, oh yeah, didn't mom tell you I'm a lesbian now, Kim? <laughs> Dr. Charles Savage. I love Savage. So much. <laughs> I love Dr. Savage. <laughs> Dr. Savage. Um, Grace and Esther, Ziggy being naked in the elevator <laughs> because he was wrestling earlier. Uh, it was uh, it was one of the worst episodes and I'm not sure it was bad. It was good. It was just Bad. I don't know if that what they how they expect. If it was supposed to be dark humor, it was just horrible. You know, I thank you both for watching that foolishness and reporting back so I didn't have to. I thank the universe for letting me see that spoiler picture of Big Bob in those three episodes so I knew I could skip the episodes. Thank you. <laughs> the only things that I read about that siege that I liked where Tegan and Ziggy hooking it up, because I'm sorry my boy Dennis is gone. Tegan needs a love interest. Tegan and Ziggy, I'm here for it. I, that, I love it. Perfect. Yeah, I kind of yes. like together, yeah. I kind of like them. Yeah. I did see two things, because I watched the, I think the episodes went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, with the Siege bullshit. I saw the Monday, I saw the Friday, and I skipped the, the three in the middle. So what I did see was, Big Bob, go to order some hot water with lemon from Esther. He's having a detox. <laughs> okay. And 
me and Esther both like, bitch, you still alive? <laughs> and he, he tells Esther, you're on my list. And I'm like, you on the Grim Reaper's list, son. I done read the previews. I know you about to be dead. So I thought I thought that was that was cute. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. You keep on your list while you die, Big Bob. But then the killer for me, I think it was on that Friday episode. Jesus. Tegan was too goddamn scared to just get out the fucking elevator. So Leela has to jump in the elevator so Tegan can get out of the elevator and then Leela can almost fall to her death. I'm sorry. Look, I know that's her sister and everything. I would have left her ass in the elevator. I'm like, all right, bitch, you want to stay in that elevator and why the fall back? Because it was stupid. She's going to have her sister. Now Now, the elevator is already, you know, about to fall. You gonna have your sister risk her life to hold your hand to get out of the elevator when all you gotta do is slide your ass out the elevator? I couldn't. I was like, Tegan, no, girl. No, no, girl. How would she have felt if Leela had died because she was too goddamn scared to just slide out the elevator? It could have been over in two seconds. She slid straight out the elevator when Leela went in. I was like, Tegan. I'm done. Okay, and uh, that's the siege. What's your other what the hell, Mama? Uh, I'm not liking the fact that Robbie is going back to his old ways and deciding, hey, I'm helping you. You'll get me a job in your business. Nonsense. All because Joe and Phoebe, I mean, I understand what he did in order to, you know, get what he got from Phoebe. But the fact that Joe just sat and laughed at him and then said, hey, Phoebe, here's your job. And then, oh, I, you want me to pick sides? I pick mine. And he automatically goes to Freddie, who, because he knows everything, is like, oh, I just want to part your business. I want my cute little Robbie back. <laughs> Baby, I'm sorry to tell you. Robbie has never been cute. Robbie started off on the show as an asshole. Robbie started off the show by lying that his uncle sexually abused him so that he could come back home to a mama that's no longer there on the damn show. He's always been involved. And then they threw him. Wait, didn't he first? Didn't he hit Finn first? He hit Finn in that van? Yeah, he ran over Finn. They ain't trying to do nothing nice with, with Robbie's character. It's sad. You know, I like that little mofo, but ugh, I just don't think Holly Oaks is invested in him. Uh, I thought it was weird that they had Phoebe do what she did, like she's not over the, the you know, what had happened with the rape and everything, because she was really receptive to mm-hmm. him when he went to her and apologized. So for them yeah. to all of a sudden make Phoebe not cool with him. Like, it's just more that ridiculous Holly Oates foolishness. Yeah. I was like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did you think about those two, Chris? Yeah, well, it made me wonder um, if there's a last minute change in this story for some other reason. Because as you said, just what, what two weeks ago or three weeks when Phoebe and him was talking, it looked okay. All of a sudden, Phoebe wants revenge. Robbie is back being bad. <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right. Crystal, what you got for you? What the hell's for Hollyoaks, baby? Okay, my first what the hell is Darren sleeping with Sienna again. 
<laughs> put an end to him and Nancy and done that thing. I mean, Sienna almost killed Nancy, kidnapped your children. Yes, Nancy did what Nancy did was wrong. And she called you out on the reason why. And you had to go and prove it and do it again. And he was going to send her the pitch here of them <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, so Darren is John Paul McQueen circa 2008. <laughs> Y'all yeah, remember he sent that text message yes. on to Sarah? <laughs> yeah, I remember that text. Uh-huh. That was a brilliant scene then. Yeah. It was just dumb. <laughs> I could yes, understand I'll... John Paul back in the day why he did it. He, Craig had reached a point. He was like, nope, I'm done with this. I'm letting everything be seen. But uh, Darren, 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 Darren. <laughs> Even if you cheated, it's who you went back with. <laughs> why you did that? <laughs> just, just put an end to that. Um, this, this circle of Darren, Sienna, and Nancy needs to stop. <laughs> you know, I did like, though, how... Nancy clocked his ass. She was like, uh, you cheated with Sienna. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be in this situation if you hadn't cheated with Sienna. So I did have sex with Rick. I'm sorry I hurt you. And Darren was like, we even, and I'm watching the show like, yep. Because <laughs> 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 I'm so tired. On so many soap operas or TV shows, whatever, the man cheats and he's forgiven. The woman cheats and she's branded some bitch who can't mm-hmm. ever be forgiven. And they never make the point that, no, you're even. You both did the same shit. So forget all this foolishness, you know. And I love that Hollyoaks actually did that. Yes, they had Nancy a little bit upset, but she had brass. She was like, uh, you did the same shit. So I love that. And even Tom, with his little slick ass talking into the baby monitor, he said a little bit too much. <laughs> was- yes. Did it. You know, he even made the point that, you know, they love each other. They both made mistakes. I, I loved how Hollyoaks did it. And it was one of them moments where I'm like, see, Hollyoaks, y'all can do good when you want to do good. Why not just do this for the whole show? <laughs> you know, right. Did you have another what the hell, mama? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, at the trial, Frankie, the, pers- the um, Finn defense lawyer calling Frankie to testify, uh, testify about John Paul and Craig relationship. That was just so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it was just that... so dumb. They, it was they were both school children. It, it, um, oh, that that was a stretch even by Hollyoaks standard. Yeah. <laughs> by any law, even that, what judge would even allow that testimony? It, 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 <laughs> it was it, just that entire week was all like. Every single storyline involving John Paul, let's cram it into a week since we couldn't address any of that shit in the past. Really, bitch? That was so bad. I'm like, what? So, old dude turned Craig. We're going to perpetuate that stereotype. So, that means that he turned Finn and had Finn fucking him and trying to fuck Nancy. So he turned Finn into a bisexual? (laughs) 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 So much of that goddamn trial was ridiculous. Oh my god. (laughs) When I saw Frankie showed up, I was like, why is she necessary? I could not believe that was the testimony that was going to happen. 
I've replaced Frankie with Blessing, and that would be perfection. And I said that the entire storyline up until this point was complete nonsense. Yes. But the fact that they brought Frankie in just to talk about a school him picking up a schoolboy. I'm using air quotes there. Who was her motherfucking partner in crime that they brought in the court about the same time as her? Patrick motherfucking Blake. What the fuck was he doing there? I'm like, hold up. You could bring the fucking serial abuser that everybody knows is beating his woman to the stand. You could bring Frankie, but blessings black transgender ass, right? Who was attacked and knows she was attacked by Phoebe, uh, by Phoebe, by Finn. We can't have a black girl perspective. Where is the sister? Why is everybody testifying white? Where is Phoebe? Phoebe wasn't there. Mm. Oh, dude, threatened Phoebe. Yeah, Phoebe is there a involved. reason? I mean, to have said they have whitewashed that entire trial. I mean, look at everybody they called to testify. <laughs> it was like a U.S. soap where the judge was even black. <laughs> I mean, what? What? That's, that's a fair point, though. Uh, girl, uh, I was, uh, uh, I, I do. <laughs> Shit. Well, if my ranting isn't obvious enough, my entire what the hell I have a one was whole J- John Paul's entire rape storyline and trial from the start yes. to the finish. I think it is the worst storyline that has aired in British soaps this year. If Hollyoaks wins Best Soap next year, I'm going to call him a lie up, down, and around Twitter in every episode of this podcast. Because it's ridiculous. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. The resolution was fucking ridiculous. It's John Paul's rape trial. It's John Paul's rape trial. Why is Steve getting high snorting crack off the ground? Why? Why do we need the Steve show mm. when it's John Paul's time? It is his fucking rape storyline. You got Steve talking for John Paul. You got these warped scenes at the beginning and the end of every episode where, surprise on Friday, oh, that's John Paul oh, and Steve ha- and Finn having conversation with one another. But it didn't make any sense. So Finn calls John Paul to the jail to tell him when he was six, people told him he was a good liar? For what? To rub it in? The rape wasn't enough? The fuck was that about? It was stupid. John Paul barely said anything like the entire week. You got Steve talking about how John Paul was ashamed. You got all these different witnesses coming on to make John Paul look bad. You got Hollyoaks not addressing fundamental things. Okay. So Finn penetrated John Paul. Why was the the topic of made to penetrate not brought up, you know, during this trial? You have the show pulling up uh, John Paul having sex with Craig in 2008, but you don't have John Paul's, you know, prosecuting attorney asking, okay, so if if John Paul forced you to have sex with him, how did you penetrate him? How did you get hard enough to penetrate your teacher who was in the hospital with a bruised head 
and come in his ass. I'm keeping it real. <laughs> how? How did that happen? Okay? And made to penetrate, that's a real thing. You know, there are circumstances. I found an article about it. It was really good. There are men who are raped by women. This is kind of what the focus was. Apparently, that's like uh, 1% or less of the rape cases that are reported where, you know, men may be passed out drunk, you know, college kids, whatever. They wake up, and there's a woman on top of them having sex. They didn't consent to this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the fuck do you do? Because you're woken up, and this person is on you. You know, that's made to penetrate. That's a real thing. That's something that's underreported, okay? So if John Paul made him have sex with him, it, it just doesn't even make that, like that, that was a good point to make. Like, I feel like if you want to get to Finn's guilt, poke holes in his story. Poke holes in the fact that John Paul supposedly sexually assaulted Finn, but there was no uh, admission of guilt until after John Paul accused him of a rape. You know, there's no rape uh, kit evidence on file for him. I think that would have been a good point. John Paul has uh, rape kit evidence. You know, in January, he went to the police and we have your DNA on him. Why doesn't he have, uh, why is your DNA not on file? Why is John Paul's DNA on you not on file with the court? You know, and then Finn would have probably smirked, and then everybody would have said he'd be lying. You know, because he 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 can't when he's confronted, he cannot keep a straight face. Like I felt like that was the way to go. You know, I felt like so much time was spent trying to shit on John Paul, but not enough time was spent focused on making Finn look bad for the rapist he was. Because mm-hmm. you got to see uh, Nancy look like a slut. Mm-hmm. You got to see Robbie look like some badass kid who had no idea about what he was doing and Finn is smirking after all these things happen. You got John Paul portrayed as a sexual predator meanwhile Finn ain't shat upon until his mama says I don't think this motherfucker is telling the truth and then he cries. I just felt like it was it was, uh, it was just such a waste of time and Finn, Finn told the court John Paul made him do coke why did the, the prosecution not say how? How does a man force you to do coke? Did he put a gun to your head and tell you to do coke? Is that how you raped him? So he put a gun to your head and told you to get hard so you could fuck him, bash his head in, and then get him to go to the hospital? Is that how the rape happened? Because I don't understand. Like, that was something that could have been addressed. And Hollyos was just like, no, we ain't talking about that. Yeah, no. And of course... You don't have the one witness, the one witness who knows goddamn well, not Nancy, who didn't know until she smelled some shit that Finn attacked her. Blessing knew. Blessing saw his face. He threatened Blessing. Didn't they have that goddamn video, too, where he had... Yeah. destroyed it. Yeah. It's like, why was none of this brought up? You know? Tony, I don't think even Tony mentioned that fucking videotape and shit. He knew about that shit. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Failure. I hated it. I hated it. And then the thing I hated on top of that is there was no holding John Paul accountable for his silence being damaging to others. We had the scene with Nancy back in the day, but John Paul still has not explained other than that bullshit. He said some more bullshit about they thinking that he was not, he deserved to be raped again. They haven't spoken to why John Paul felt like 
it was okay for him to be quiet about that rape, leaving the students still in school with the rapist vulnerable to that rapist, leaving his homegirl Nancy vulnerable to that rapist, leaving Blessing vulnerable to him, Phoebe vulnerable to him, Robbie vulnerable to him. Like, I feel like, where is the scene where John Paul is in a room with Robbie, Phoebe, Nancy, uh, and apologizing for his silence getting them all hurt? It wasn't there. And I was just like, why wasn't it there? All those characters are still on the goddamn show. That is such an important beat. And I was just, uh, I can't, uh, I can't believe it. I, I, it felt like what happened was they shot the entire rape trial week, right? And then somebody realized, oh, well, we really didn't have John Paul explain much of shit. So instead of doing our standard opening and closing musical scenes, why don't we plug in these John Paul Finn conversation bits to try to get John Paul to explain his actions a little bit better. Except the explanations didn't mean anything. It was still bullshit. He didn't say anything substantive. And then when the show starts the next week, he's still, you know, doing his whole secretive, not wanting to talk thing. And if that bitch said, I need to get on with my life one more goddamn time, <laughs> he got on with his life for nine months. Nine months! It, uh, uh, I hated it. I hated it. This is I don't feel like it's doing anything to help victims of rape. And I want to know what rape charity told them to do this storyline. What rape charity told them to rape a man, get him sent to prison for sexual assault, uh, for, for physical assault, while not reporting his rapist for sexual assaults? Have him come out of prison knowing that his rapist sent him to prison, but still not saying the name. Then flipping and saying, I have wanted for 235 million days to say the name of my rapist, but I didn't do it because, shrug. What rape charity told Hollyoaks to do this? The answer is none. No rape charity told them to do this. Hollyoaks should not be tarnishing rape charities by using a supposed consultation with them to justify this bullshit story. Hollyoaks did not do its due diligence with this story at all and it does not deserve the best subtitle ever because this is horrible and irresponsible and bullshit I'm done with it I feel like I've been preaching too long let's jump to scenes of the week what you got for your scenes of the week lens <laughs> Deanna hitting Patrick Blake with a car. Yes, God. Even yes, God. Though, even though I'm betting what's going to happen is she is going to frame Maxine for it mm. so she can be near Dodger. <laughs> and that, that Maxine so- is going to have her baby in a cell or something and Patrick's <laughs> going to be alive and shit's going to go down and <clears throat> the Blakes all need to die. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Yeah, I have a feeling I'm, I'm sensing they are trying to redeem Patrick. And what? Adico- no, in the sense of like, okay, Sienna hitting Patrick with the car. You know, it, it they are making Sienna way more evil. <laughs> Not redeem, but give him like, give him excuse. Because I don't think I don't think they could um, they could ever redeem him. But this is Hollyoaks. So they tend to redeem their abusers. Not forget Stu, Sienna Stu, Steve. <laughs> See mm-hmm. Brendan. Um, what, what was the woman abuser? Um, who was it, Tony? Who you say, Tony? 
Oh, Mandy. Oh, yeah. yeah, Mandy. Remember, she, and she was sort of trying to redeem her, too. <laughs> So they have a history of trying to redeem abusers. So and I, I have a feeling maybe Anne possibly might leave. I don't think she will stick around. <laughs> so well, I, she's a good actress. Yeah, so yeah. I feel she wouldn't stick around. And I, I feel, especially since they brought in Nico, and all of a sudden Sienna is still evil and obsessed and doing more things. I have a feeling that, yeah, uh, Sienna, there's a number. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I hope not. But you know, uh, the fact that she's going off, and you know, could just put her back on medication again. <laughs> Join Cindy in the models. Because she's the one. She's the one that won the prize. You know, mm-hmm. she won that best actor her and Tom. So I think they need to figure out a way to keep them around for a while. Like again, I want her like Charity. You know, now, I'm mad yeah. with her about the way she did. Uh, you know, not reporting Maxine's uh, beating her ass beat, but you know. Uh, Patrick is worse, and Brenda was on forever, and he was worse. So I can hang with Sienna for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I can hang long. with Sienna too. <laughs> oh goodness! Did you have it? Did I do? Did we do two scenes of the week? Not one for me. I have another one, and it's the pudsy teddy bear moment with Tom. <laughs> oh, Tom yeah. is Tom is that, that pork outfit. I said it. I knew that. I should be saying what the hell does what the hell did this because Dennis made him walk around in a pudsy suit all day selling camembert. <laughs> I, I just couldn't. I thought it was one of the best Dennis scenes I've seen in a long time. It was so worth it. I liked how the teddy bear ended up recording, uh, old girl, and. Uh... What you call it? Yes. I thought that was good. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay, what you got for your scenes of the week, Miss Crystal? Well, my first scene of the week is the scene between Diane and Nana Queen. As much as I hated the real child, that's in between that conversation was pretty well done. You know, calling, asking Diane, you know, you're saying your child is being molested, but as you say, did your child look dead in the eyes? Have you heard him crying at night? I just thought it was beautiful, truthful and stuff. However, I would like to add that we never said so much of this from JP anywhere, but it would have been nice if Holyoke had shown that reaction from JP, but it was a good scene nevertheless. Right. Yeah, I agree as well. And like I said, that is my uh, one of my scenes of the week as well. Nana helping Diane scene since, and she was really cool how she did it. She was just like, you know, I could look into my grandchild's eyes and I could see that he could be hurt, that he was hurt. Can you say the same for yourself? Could you see that hurt in Finn's eyes? And that helped Diane realize. He's lying. And I thought they played that out so well. So very well. Um, so, yeah, that was excellent, baby. Yep. That was excellent. Mm-hmm. And what was your other, boo? Oh, yeah. Well, my other one. Oh, yes, the scene between Darren and Robbie. <laughs> and as you see mentioning, I just thought it was cool that, hey, they, brought, they remember their old brothers. And he was telling Rick, you know, um, I'll pick Darren over you and let him stay at the place and think because that was from earlier this week, right? <laughs> earlier in the two weeks. Because he didn't mm-hmm. do that yet. Yeah. I just actually, I actually like that scene. And I'm with friends, I may not be always on her side with Robbie, but I actually did like Robbie then. <laughs> and I just wish they could have done that shit when uh, Sandy, Sandy was, was there. Because I thought, 
Yeah, I thought it was going to be a love, like him getting to know all of his brothers, you know, but, you know, we'll <laughs> have that. <laughs> All right, well, my uh, final scene of the week. Thank God Myra McQueen is back on Hollyoaks, baby. Oh, no shit. <laughs> Myra convincing John Paul to go through with that testimony uh, by saying, I think that baby said, you know what? You can either go through one week in hell yeah. mm-hmm. or spend your entire lifetime knowing you let your rapist walk free. Yeah. I was like, thank you, yeah. thank you, gods in heaven. <laughs> and John Paul got it, you know. And I just loved it. I'm glad that Mama got through to him. And I also am glad that Mama clocked Steve's drug head ass <laughs> and told yep. him she was done. Yeah, yeah. You know, and oh my God, how extra was goddamn Steve? He stole money from his raped boyfriend the week of his rape trial and did coke the day of the goddamn trial when he had to testify. And Myra was not having it, you know. And I, I just, uh, I love that. I love, you know, Myra being there and Nana being there to counter the narrative that John Paul has made up in his mind that they will not be there for him because he was raped. He has a loving family and loving support. And I love seeing, you know, those two in particular working to make sure that um, he was taken care of. So, yeah, I thought that was excellent. All right, well, it's time to jump over to the cobbles of Coronation to the Street. Lindsay, break down what Corey did to make you say, what the hell? I love Steve. I think Steve is like the probably one of my favorite characters on the entire damn show. And then he started going down, down, down. And it's like, I haven't been able to sleep. And I'm like, dude, you have depression. Take some pills and you'll be back to normal. <laughs> is it just me or did it feel like that shit came out of nowhere? I'm it like, did. He just won a performance for comedy. What if it's like they did with Carmel on Hollyoaks? Carmel is funny, and then they made her obsessed with Calvin and then Teresa's baby and stopped her being funny. I'm like, why are they doing this shit to Steve? Make Maddie depressed. Give, 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 give Maddie depression. Steve is funny, and I don't even feel like it's realistic. Steve was like cracking jokes two weeks ago. Now all of a sudden he can't. He can't sleep, and because he is suspicious that he has cancer, he's depressed. What? I can't. You, you can I? <laughs> I mean, I mean, sure. There, there are some things that come up in this show that are just awesome and worth watching and everything. And then there's just stuff like this. We're just gonna make Steve depressed because we need somebody to see a doctor today. That somebody, like you just said, should have been Kylie. I mean, that's one of the bright spots of Corey. Corey has progressively built up um, Kylie's drug addiction to where it makes sense. You know, it started way back. She was insecure with her marriage when she was messing around with old dude's brother. Then her child comes up sick. Then it's this, that, and other. Like, it's kind of led to the fact where it's kind of understandable 
that after she isn't able to get her child's drugs, she's going after her man's or ex-man's. To me, it would have been easy instead of Steve being in counseling, but then just put Kylie there, you know, and maybe for some reason they decided she couldn't have the medication. So then she went to the drug dealer, but there's no reason to kind of randomly throw this on Steve and make a mockery of the fact that he's actually concerned about having a cancer diagnosis. I'm just like, what? I just, I just couldn't with that. That was, that was, that was my main, main one. Yeah. What did you think about that? Uh, baby, I heard you crystal saying that you didn't think Steve's buildup was uh, realistic. And I'm wondering how you felt about Callie as well. Well, yeah, exactly. I didn't think it was realistic at all. I mean, we had this whole, whole, as you say, mole problem, which actually is a serious thing, which could have been serious. Yes, there was a little fun of it and so on. And then suddenly it was like, the doctor was like, well, you know, I think you're depressed. And I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) How did we go? Because I I actually thought he was going, I was was telling for a false cancer story or some kind of thing. Or maybe he, he... despite everybody was making fun of him and it actually turned out to be a little cancer and maybe not a big thing but you know but then after I was like okay well we learned from that to um, depression that was quite a jump <laughs> yes he didn't even ask him how long yes, exactly. he's been feeling that way it didn't, I, as you said it was not built up initially it was not seeing anything because as you say he went from this stuff with his dad he seemed to be fine <laughs> and yeah, yeah it was just totally random <laughs> Why isn't Peter depressed? He's in prison for a crime he didn't com- commit. And he and seems he happy. Yes! yes! Happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he seems to be the happiest said, person like, in the damn show right now. You know what? Maybe Steve needs to be framed for a crime he didn't commit. Then he can go to prison and be happy. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Lord. Hey, what you thinking of Kylie, Miss Crystal? Oh, well, yeah, she was also on my, my first, what the hell, um, what the Kylie. I think they made a mistake on Hollyoaks. That's that Steelonger sister across there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing when she pulled out that cocaine. <laughs> something else. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And then, she, then seeing her family and running away and hopping on the bus and the poor child calling uh, mommy. I was just, okay, uh, I was, uh, <laughs> that was so bad. That was so bad. Uh, and, and the whole thing with it too, they, you know, they're making it, is it does whether she's going back to drugs because she's stressed from her life or she, she, she finds she has too much responsibility and find that lifestyle a little more fun. <laughs> yes. But hey, the brain in a hot guy, so that's a plus. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I'm kind of over that dude already. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, since I'm jumping around, what the hell, and I'm coming back to your second uh, lids in a bit, I might as well do mine now because I had a what the hell with Kyle. We all what the hell in the Kyle's ass this time. The what the hell to be was Kylie walking off her job. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. She's treating all these customers like shit. Uh, I think Maria or somebody told her she had a customer coming in, but because she's a little irritated, she just left. She just left the damn salon. 
and I was like, what the hell are you doing? You need money to help your family. Your child needs medication, and you just going up and walk off the goddamn job? I'm like, what are you, what is wrong with you? Oh, I, uh, I can't with the way she's doing things right now. Uh, I can't. Child's on my nerves. What's your other what the hell, uh, Miss Lynn's? Neil's corny accent. Oh. I, I, was, I was on the verge of tears when you sent me that wiki thing saying that Neil was leaving. I was just like, no! I need my clown! I need my B-movie stalker man! Now I have to put up with these two idiots all the time! Hmm. <laughs> Baby, I told you that shit was lame. It was lame as hell. How is Corey going to spend all that time building up the fact that he might be some evil stalker and then just send his ass off in a taxi where Lloyd's like, oh, you need to go? Well, I'll take it out. What? <laughs> Dumb. Ugh. That that was such a wasted opportunity, baby, with that guy. I liked him. Yeah, I liked, I liked him. him. <laughs> I liked him. And I think I felt that his character had more to do. <laughs> more than all it, it seemed like he had, there was a lot more potential with him, right? But now he's just overseas, okay. Ugh, waste of time. <laughs> waste of time. What you have for your second what the hell, Miss oh, Crystal? Oh, yes. Um, Tim's sudden dyslexia. <laughs> oh, how could I forget about that shit? <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw Tim reading. I mean, I know they're trying to push it like he's, he was faking it all along, which does happen, but I'm pretty sure we have seen him reading on this show before. <laughs> Yes. I'm like the, the, again. Is coronation stealing from Hollyoaks? <laughs> yes, baby. Look, I I wrote down for my what the hell, Tim Maniver surprise illiterate. Okay. <laughs> Because it's just like Maxine. Ma- Maxine came to the show and her and Mitzi was trying to run the club. And, you know, she was doing the books and shit, reading all the wine bottles, serving liquor and shit. And then all of a sudden she T-E-E-C-H me to read the pen. <laughs> I can understand those saying, you know, he had slight reading problems. He wasn't totally, but they, they, it went from he cannot read at all. <laughs> I don't <laughs> couldn't even read notes or anything like that. So I am pretty sure Tim has read stuff on this show. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. All right. Well, for my last uh, what the hell, it was uh, Tony and his goddamn bullshit ultimatum he gonna give Liz. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Liz is going to prison to meet with her ex to keep Peter's ass safe. Tony follows her and is all of a sudden, and knowing all this, okay, because she broke it down, and he's all of a sudden, well, you go inside that prison, we too. I was like, uh, fuck you then. And so was Liz. She was like, yeah. fuck you then. She's like, I've been dealing with trifling men all my life, and ain't nobody gonna tell me what the hell to do. So I, and I loved it. Because Tony has been dishonest, doing all that shady shit that led to 
Todd being in the business and almost damn killing Tyrone. But then he again, he is in the same club with Ian Bill, Tony Hutchinson, <laughs> okay, Jay Sharma. All of a sudden, he is this paragon of virtue who needs his woman to do what the hell he says and show no sympathy for what she's going through or the reason she's there or what she's trying to do. And I was just like, where did this come from? And when all of a sudden did you become this needy man that can't even deal with your woman going to visit her ex who is in prison? What are you threatened by? He's in prison. He ain't going nowhere. Why are you worrying? It was so it was so stupid. I could not. I could not. Ugh. And my my scene of the week is Liz not putting up with that bullshit and being yep, like, bitch, yep. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Fuck you. Goodbye. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I thought it was perfect. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> she got her strong woman on. Did you notice that shit too, Lindsay? I did. Liz is an awesome character. All around. I've liked her since I first started watching the show. And when they put her with Tony, you knew for a fact that coming up later down the road, something was going to happen that let her go out to a club and party until (laughs) apparently all night equals 1130. (laughs) (laughs) And walking up the stairs singing, I will survive. And you're just sitting there with this look on your face, and it's just like, you know what? She did something to help somebody out, and if that little shithead doesn't like what she's doing to help her best friend out, then he can go to the seventh circle of hell and die there. Just like Todd can. Yep. (laughs) Bye, Candyman. I, I just, I, I think that that was probably one of my favorite scenes of the week, actually, along with you. And my second one is Deidre in the trifle during the <laughs> dinner party. The jello is supposed to jiggle. Throws the bowl against the wall. And, and I know it's not supposed to be funny because it's not. They they were supposed to make it so that it was supposed to be realistic to how she was feeling about what was going on the next week and with Carla there and everybody talking about the T word, which wasn't supposed to be mentioned that day and everything. And she's just freaking out. She throws that bowl against the wall. I'm just like, whoa. That was probably one of the better things that were done. Deidre surprised me when she threw that goddamn bowl. <laughs> <laughs> she really did. I, I felt like I think I've seen some people kind of making fun of how she acts sometimes with her. Oh, Ken. Oh, Tracy. <laughs> like, that was one of those moments I was like, really, baby? Was it that serious? Did you have to destroy the trifle girl? Whatever the hell that shit is. I was like, oh, girl, you're doing too much, Deidre. And apparently she's going to be off screen for the next couple months, yeah. which I'm not happy about. Yeah, she's taking you know, some time off. 
Ken is fine and everything, but, uh, you know, honestly, without Deidre, I don't need to see Ken neither. So, yeah, I'm going to miss her. I miss her already. She's a mess. And she's always saying some funny shit in the background, so I like that. <laughs> oh, goodness. What you got for your scenes of the week, Miss Crystal? Well, I well I also had um the Deidre scenes, Jelly Don't Run, the Jiggle, <laughs> the It was lovely, but my other scene of the week is David. When David catch Kylie calling her on her crap, looking up yes. the job. I just love that somebody had a proper reaction. Oh, that was great. <laughs> you know, okay. it was a very well done. <laughs> he clowned her. He wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. He was like, there's a way for you to handle this without stealing your kids' drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was, he was on it. sleeping on the damn couch. That's <laughs> right. For two days <laughs> The only thing he did, and I'm sure this will come back to bite him in his ass, is show her where he had that goddamn key on him and then take it off him and put him in that damn drawer. I'm like, uh-uh, son, don't you be trusting that heifer yet. She ain't ready. Him finding out. I didn't expect him to find out so damn quick. And so I like the way he played it out. He was pissed. Yeah, <laughs> everybody, mm-hmm, everybody was like, what's wrong, David? I'm nothing. We good. <laughs> it's fine. Everything fine. <laughs> no, actually, everything is not fine, but we'll uh, uh, talk uh, uh. through it. Exactly. Jesus. Well, uh, I told y'all Liz not putting up with Tony's bullshit. That was my first scene of the week. My other. Julie and that cute ass puppet. That's hot sound. And she went to go babysit them. I think I might actually like Julie and them. <laughs> The yes. idea, yes. The idea of them and the fact that uh, and Mary, I want to shoot Mary in the face. I want Mary to go psycho <laughs> so they could kill her. Yes, I can't with her. I can't with her. I mean, don't She's get just... me wrong. I think she would be great with Roy. They get along really well. They sit and play tennis. They like the same things. They are not tennis chess. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> And everything, mm-hmm. but her and Dev have. No. Other than the fact that she goes to his gym and watches his kids, I don't think they have much in common. Yeah, no, you know, I, and I, I would prefer Mary with Roy too. I really did not like her pushing up on him when Haley was going through treatment. Um, I don't like her pushing up on Dev now, and I really don't like her with anyone right now i think she needs to have maybe her own man who gets her but whatever i'd I'd be fine with her and roy but her and and dev no i do appreciate her saying all that snarky shit (laughs) and being thwarted every goddamn time and then but oh julie was so perfect she came up in there and she stuck her head peeked in through the door and then a little puppet's head the little bird peeked through the door and then she ran over and had the puppet go eat up the little children it was so cute and i was happy because i thought that Corey was going to write her having a difficult time with the kids but they loved her and i thought it was really cool you know i just i hope that they switch and have Dev stop this whole I don't like her thing and really get those two together because i think like they'd be cool you know they give me kind of a Masood Jane vibe, and Ooh, I didn't yeah. expect that. Alright, and it's time for us to break down what had happened on the East Enders. Miss Lindsay, 
tell us what EastEnders did to make you say, what the hell? They brought Ann Beal back. (laughs) 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 They brought Ann Beal back to try to break off the wedding. And then... (laughs) He makes her fashionably late for her wedding. (laughs) And he walks her down the aisle, and then they're like, no, 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 and you see his, you see it in his face. He is so doesn't want to be there. <laughs> and I don't mean just for the wedding. I think for the show in general, I think they should just let it go, <laughs> and he and her can go to New Zealand together, <laughs> and maybe take Lauren along while they think of their new song. <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean just all kinds of I hate Ian Beal. Just he just needs to go away self righteous asshole. I think the last show you were like I think I asked you if you were happy with uh with something or other and you were oh it was what we were talking about Emmerdale and what happened at the cabin in the woods and you were like yes 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 that's how I feel about the thought that Ian needs to leave yes 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 <laughs> he needs to be gone <laughs> he does need to be gone and uh I have a wardrobe one uh oh get him girl those ugly pink shirts with the bow tie. <laughs> I agree with Nancy. Those things should be burned. <laughs> Peggy Mitchell can come back and burn it. <laughs> uh, what you got, Miss Crystal? My first one is Abby, future vet, killing the poor dog. <laughs> oh, that was so sad. <laughs> I, I had a little cry. I'm not a fan of watching animals die on screen or off screen or any screen. It's just like, I don't care if you're pissed. Exactly. That is why it's my one. I'm like, I was more concerned if the dog would have lived over And poor Abby, nothing just ever goes right for that girl. Poor miserable Abby. Uh, I fell for that poor baby. I love the way the episode was set up, though. You know, because we were talking last time about how she was uh, looking at Dexter and uh, Jay when they were talking about his love for Lola. And she asked that fool if he was in love with Lola, and he was taking a little bit too long to give a damn answer. And then... He broke it down. He was like, you know, I got, I got feelings for her. And her sister was done. I loved her. She, she got another one that did her little strong woman. She was like, okay, bye. She went into the house, packed her bag, was like, dad, we going. And uh, Max was like, uh, we ain't going. I ain't going nowhere to the It's like, you don't want to drive me? I drive. <laughs> she rode on. <laughs> you know? I'll tell you, I wasn't even mad in that moment that she killed the dog because I was just like, what, what, why am I hearing a dog barking? I was looking around thinking somebody in my apartment complex had a dog barking. But then I realized it was on the show. And I was like, oh, maybe he's barking that it's time for him to be killed. Because he was just getting on my nerves while I got barking. Uh-uh, I couldn't. I couldn't. 
Maybe they should have did like Craig Ferguson's show does at the end. After they kill the cat at the end, they have oh my a God, yes. cat up <laughs> with the I'm fine sign. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, don't you, Liz? I so do. <laughs> You watch Craig Ferguson. Have you seen that too, I've Crystal? I've seen it. I've seen it. I'm watching it. <laughs> oh, Lord. I understand that being a what the hell, Crystal. <laughs> what you got for your other one, Boo? So my next one is Max reporting his affair on, about with Emma. Oh, gosh, she's such a low life. <laughs> and risking oh. her job and stuff. Oh, he's such a selfish bastard. All these shows and these selfish men. <laughs> I, mean, I thought he was going to report Charlie. Like, I thought he was going to say that he was going to make a report on Charlie so that people could know he was perpetrating the fraud as a cop. But I was surprised. I'm like, why would, what is he doing? Yeah, it exactly. Was, it was my, it was literally like, what the hell? What is Max doing? Right, yeah. So odd. Ugh, I don't know what's going on with that fool. All right, well, for me, I just had one, and it's it's just the same thing I kind of covered last time. I'm still not over Phil choosing Sharon over Shirley. I just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And I'm going to just say, so when Sharon blasted his ass, or Shirley blasted his ass, <laughs> I was not mad at it one bit because he was being his mean ass mm-hmm. annoying ass self and sister girl just has had enough you know I know she, I think she could have pulled that trigger on her own she ain't need to struggle with Sharon to get that trigger pulled but I thought it was good that he got his ass shot too so I'm just gonna shoot <laughs> seat of the week I love the fact that he got shot and he um recognized he put Shirley through enough so she didn't need to be reported for shooting his ass. Now, I know, you know, there was all the stuff with uh, Ronnie being the owner of the gun and all that, but I thought it spoke to, you know, a bit of the affection he yeah, had. For, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I thought it was cool. I'm, Go ahead, baby. No, I'm just saying, I'm kind of glad. I'm, like, so fed up of, <laughs> I am fed up of, I'm so unsurely. I don't say yeah. yes. So I'm kind of glad. I hope they draw a line with the shooting on the both of them for a while. Yes. Uh, yes, and I kind of move on, you know, I want to see Shirley do other things besides moon after Phil. And yes. I know you all are mad that Ian is back, but just for that line when he said, when they asked what happened and Ian said again. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> they had some good lines in there. And even, um, yeah, anyway, we're doing what the hell, so, what, yeah, I just love that line. <laughs> No, you're okay, baby. I didn't kind of say late in the scene of the week. You're good. What was you going to say? No, no, and I'm like, um, Daddy, be like, Mom, why does all this happen to you? When oh, you my God. <laughs> that was enough. I laughed for like 30 minutes on that. Why does this keep happening to you? I love that. That poor little kid. Because that, that's how Cheryl was brought back to the show. Phil went and got her from a wedding where yes. the shit didn't work out. <laughs> he was so sincere with her. Then he had me laughing. Oh, Denny. That was the best. All right, well, I'm going to jump ahead of y'all and finish up my scenes of the week. So it, it actually wasn't Shirley shooting film. My scenes of the week were twofold and kind of connected. So the first was Dean helping Shirley escape 
after shooting Phil. I thought that was really good because he saw his mom. He knew what happened and he was determined to protect his mama no matter what. And it's the first time you saw him put down his bullshit. I hate um, your face. (laughs) Yes, exactly, baby. Yes, perfect. Bullshit, I hate you face. Yes. And just be real about wanting his mama around and needing his mom, uh, you know, to the point where he was screaming, Mom! (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It was so good. The man crying. He can man cry. Yes, he, can. <laughs> he had me crying. <laughs> and you could see, like, I love the whole setup. You know, he was like, okay, look, 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 just stay here. Let me go pack a bag. We can get out of here. It could just be me and you. We can get out of here. You need Phil. Like, it was, it was, it was excellent. And you knew Shirley wasn't going to stay. You knew Shirley was not going to stay. She wasn't going to put her child through that. She, she just had to go. And I love Aunt Babe coming in there, helping her get out of that situation. A little but I to go <laughs> Hi, baby. It was a little tricycle car. Oh, yeah, that car was silly. <laughs> it was silly. But it was, but I, I, I love that. I, I love that, you know, just kind of how that ended up being uh, set up. And, again, I, I didn't know how EastEnders was going to connect that to Linda being raped. But it was it was kind of it was interesting the way they they did it. Um, I was a little surprised because you know when I before watching the episode because I wasn't even watching the episode I wasn't going to watch the episode where Linda was raped because I just didn't want to see it. Um, but I had read an article um, that said that uh, EastEnders bosses let the actors go all out in the depiction of the rape. So I really expected to see something brutal and I really didn't want to watch that. So I was going to skip it. But the way the episodes were playing, like I it, it, I'm just, I was just trying to figure out how are they going to get to rape from this? Surely just left. How, how are they going to get to rape? But I thought the way that they did it, you know, actually, you know, made sense for the character, mm-hmm. you know, and wasn't overly brutal in the depiction nope. and i and i thought that was fun because it came out of nowhere i mean she was nice she was hugging him and being nice to him and going to make him fucking hot chocolate and then here he comes you know doing this assault and that poor darling she didn't know her up from her down she couldn't believe what the fuck was going on and so my second scene of the week is Linda's entire performance mm-hmm. from out of the, yeah. the first episode, but after that, I mean, and and even in the way, this is like real life, where you're upset, someone comes and asks you how you're doing, and you know, not because they don't love you or anything, but they're only kind of partially paying attention, so they can kind of sense that something is wrong, but they may be focused on talking with you about something else to where they don't focus enough to see what is in their face, you know? And Linda wanted to tell, you know, she she tried to tell Mick, but Mick kind of went on about something else, and then she, she stopped, you know, short of telling him what happened. She wanted to tell Sharon. She was waiting for Sharon. She was making Jay uncomfortable because she's trying to get to Sharon because she needs to let somebody know what the hell happened, somebody that she can trust. She's got Ronnie wondering, why is this heifer staying around? And then Sharon comes in and breaks down over Phil. 
And this, she can't even t tell her girl she was raped because she's trying to be a strong support to her girl and to her husband mm -hmm. and to her children. She sat down and had breakfast at the table where she was raped. Do you hear me? That is some goddamn strength. And that's the kind of thing I wish we could have seen out of goddamn John Paul McQueen back in the day. Mm -hmm. There's no... There's no confusion about why Linda is not reporting this rape. Exactly. She wants to. You can tell she wants to. She didn't come with some, um, she isn't taking a shower because she needs to get on with her life after a nurse has told her, if you wash yourself, we won't have enough evidence to prosecute your rapist. She was out of her mind. Do you hear me? She didn't go to the cops. I said on Hollyoaks podcast, if John Paul hadn't gone to the police, had gone straight home and just took a shower, I wouldn't understand that. I understand that with I understand that with Linda. That baby bleached herself. She got bleached. Do you hear me? I was just like, oh my God. I was so hurt. You know, Mick comes home, baby, why does it smell like bleaching here? I, oh, I was out. That woman, boy, if she doesn't win a Best British Soap Actress Award, if she doesn't, baby, because I, ugh, perfection, I'm sorry, for perfect, mm -hmm. she's uh, rocking it out, uh, uh, so heartbreaking, all right, I'm going to shut up, what did y'all think, I, uh, <laughs> it was a great Those time. were my scenes of the week, too, <laughs> mine too, mine too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I liked all the Dean stuff pre-rape, not any of the stuff post. It was just kind of creepy looks and whatnot. It, it wasn't worth it. I mean, like, everything having to do with this mom, Lauren doing the right thing and breaking up with him. <laughs> because that, that that's just bleh. She can go off with Peter's shithead, and we, we, we know where that goes. And, uh, and her and him hiding the gun and then surely finding the gun and going and, and and everything leading up to that and after she after he found him you've mentioned all this stuff already it was just perfect on all accounts this entire thing and like you said linda post rape just awesome and her oh, it was just so good and her running out of the room when Dean got there to have lunch with the family and oh that's oh, it was it was just heartbreaking to watch just heartbreaking to see that just based on what you know she went through with him before and then now knowing what he's capable of now just terrifies her and that is awesome so I just really like where they're heading with it is it bad that I kind of wanted her to tell Ronnie so she could handle that shit the same way she handled oh God, uh, Big Daddy Mitchell <laughs> oh my God, yes. okay I'm like somebody get her to bust the queen <laughs> Let's get this shit down. Hey, y'all know Christmas is coming. Y'all know this shit got to be revealed on Christmas. Y'all know it's coming. Somebody's gonna be get. Someone's gonna get killed on Christmas. Uh, Somebody else gonna be singing. Everybody hurts. <laughs> <laughs> what you thought of it, Crystal? Agreed with both of you all. I could only guess. Ad was just brilliantly done. As I said, the bean scene with um, Shirley 
and everything. Guess how they did his character and knowing what he was before, you know, knowing what he was going to do. But just to show you how the emotional state of being when it comes to his relationship with Shirley and then after this stuff with Linda, and you could see that Linda was trying to be more for like a maternal mother figure to him at that point. And for that to happen to her and the actress playing Linda was just phenomenal from start yes. to finish. That just seen her on the table, lie down there, the, her immediate reaction. And EastEnders did a brilliant job of, as you said, why she didn't tell of her wanting to. And, you know, Mick being so caught up with Shirley, you know, I have to try to make sure I silence everything. And Sharon being caught up with Phil and, you know, she just could wanting to tell and can't tell and then after as you say bleaching herself and then when when she was lying in bed and make touch and she flinched and he was like oh i'm sorry my hands are cold it was like yes. oh this is just going to be heartbreaking <laughs> you know yes. so watch it they did a they did a brilliant job and as you say understand why she has been silent so far and as you right. see, and you know, you know the more you remain silent the harder it is to tell the truth because i can even see her like how dean is playing it starting to blame herself like did she actually do they do something that day you know mm-hmm. they was she too affectionate to put blame on herself i i'm i'm mm-hmm. i'm, I'm interested to see where um extenders is headed with this it has been mm-hmm. well played so far Yes. I know at the end the truth will come out, but they already have so many dominoes in place to set up the tension going forward. Because when it comes out, you know, we already had Sharon talking to her about, you know, was she doing a little bit too much? I think Mm -hmm. that was Sharon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We already know that uh, Nancy knows, you know, about what went down with them and thinks there was some kind of little flirtation uh, between them. So she may be one that's kind of like, Oh, yep. he raped you, really? Mm-hmm. It, it, oh, it's, it's, it's going to be good. Oh, it's going to be good when it, when it all comes out. You know, and it's uh, EastEnders just, the way they set this up, you know, I know some people are pissed because of the way it's, the time, length of time it's taken them to set up these dominoes so that when they knock them down, it's just perfection, you know? Because even look at the way uh, they set up, uh, Denise finding out that Ian was messing with a hoe. You know, you got Patrick finding out, and he's in a stroke, so he can't, you know, mess with it. You got Ian's ass calling Kim, probably getting her suspicious about what's going on, you know. You got an involvement of Charlie Cotton's evil ass in this situation, Mm. and then it all comes out publicly. Because, you know, y'all saw when his ass popped back up at the wedding, Denise was like, uh-uh, it's time to go. And she was looking him up and down like she was Ava Jerome. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> These are so good at setting up the story and just making it explode to where it's perfection. I'm, I'm still a little mad at Sharon and Phil, but you know what? All the episodes surrounding that wedding, it was mm-hmm. excellent. Yeah. It was it's really some of the best soap I've seen all year. And probably, I think it's inching past Emmerdale for me as best. Because, like, look at their wedding versus Rakesh and Prius. Non-wedding. It's not you know? wedding. Right. It was a made an excellent decision hiring uh, Dom to come on back and steer this ship right. Because y'all know about a year ago, I couldn't watch EastEnders. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't horrible. Mm-hmm. It was kind of Bora Nation Street level. But, woo, it's like every I had to watch every episode. I was downloading it when it came out. Like, woo, what happened? <laughs> it's-
That's excellent. Oh my god. Let's jump to fucking best character of the month. Who was your pick for fucking best Lindsay? <laughs> I didn't actually have one, but a live one. I agree with the puppet. <laughs> Oh, the <laughs> that's fine. But then again, I'm a huge fan of puppets. So when you first see a puppet peek through the door, I'm like, yes! <laughs> Julie that and puppet cute. win. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Who you got, Crystal? Um, well, since um, I'm going to give it to Linda, just based on... <laughs> Everything that was so great so that I cannot give it to any other character. Just she was on <laughs> Yes. All right. Well, for me, since Lindsay didn't have a live one, I couldn't decide between two, so I'm just going to keep them both. Myra on Hollyoaks and Rakesh on oh, Emmerdale. Rakesh. I just want to give her a hug. <laughs> you know, <laughs> both of those individuals were so understanding to... Uh, characters that were really, you know, going through some intense struggles at the time. You know, John Paul dealing with the uh, truth about his uh, rape being more publicized, and uh, Priya dealing with the stresses of her life leading to, you know, a relapse in her uh, eating disorder. So I just thought that the uh, love that they both showed to those people and the fire they both used to win it came to trying to uh, get back at people who were stepping a little bit too far out of line <laughs> I thought that was excellent so I'm giving a cold fucking best to Barbara and Rakesh but I think all our picks this month were excellent <laughs> just excellent uh, alright ladies so tell the good people where to find y'all at on the interwebs ladies uh, I'm Lindsay Amanda on both Twitter and Tumblr well, um, um, McLea, M-I-L-E-A-L, on Twitter, on Tumblr, I'm, think, I'm on BusyBub, Busy Boy Blog or something like that. Oh, I didn't know that was you. <laughs> yes. I changed my name. <laughs> I, I changed my name. It was, it was Shippiog before. <laughs> and I, oh. And I decided to do it. It wasn't going to be on Oaks, all on Oaks anymore. I decided to change it. So, yeah, that's me. I had no idea. Now, see, I know both of those names because I remember back in the day, I was loving some Shippy Oaks on, uh, what you call it, and recently I saw that the busy person was liking some of my posts. So, look at that's my girl already. <laughs> I had no idea. I love it. Oh, well, good. I need to make sure I'm following your ass. <laughs> I think I am. I need to make yeah, sure. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's cool. Already, I'm sorry, y'all. I have to geek right now. My girl, I find out who my girl is. <laughs> Gotta geek out right now. All right. Well, y'all know my behind is at Brother Soup on the Twitters, and I am uh, at Brother Soapbox.tumblr.com. And if you'd like to subscribe to us on iTunes, just search. British Soap Podcast in the iTunes store or click on the subscribe link at UK Soap Podcast on Twitter. Thank y'all for subscribing. <laughs> Those of y'all who do, I'm glad because the brother worked hard to get our asses on that goddamn iTunes store. So <laughs> thank y'all. 
I appreciate that shit, and I hope it makes it easier for you guys to find and keep up with the show. <laughs> All right. So uh, you can also find us on Tumblr at uh, BritishSoapPodcast.tumblr.com, where I'm going to try to be a little bit better about reblogging some of your things. If you guys have Tumblr, you can follow. I will follow you as Brother Soapbox and try to reblog some of your things and uh, keep interacting with y'all online there. So there you go. And a quick programming note. So for those of you that don't know, um, our after show, which we are about to record as soon as we stop talking, uh, British Soap Podcast Later, will be posted up next week on Friday at 6 o'clock UK time. And then the week after that, we'll be back with a brand new episode of the British Soap Podcast. So every Friday it's going to be British Soap Podcast, then the later show, then new British Soap Podcast, then a later show that follows for people that want to keep up with the schedule. And the only time that won't happen is if there's like a five-week month where there's five Fridays, we're going to skip a week. Don't <laughs> 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 just know that. <laughs> all right. So until next time, I'll say thank you guys all for listening. And uh, bye. Bye. Bye, guys.